your account has been suspended. That happened to me uh, several years ago. No warning, completely caught me unaware and uh, revealed a vulnerability I didn't know I had. So <laughs> changed my business practices forever that day. So that's what this episode's about. It's why it's so important to have your own website and never let yourself be that vulnerable with any single service. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of websites and services, talking a lot about them. So I want to make sure you have access to the newsletter and the article that's been associated with this episode. Uh, it's issue 359, Your Account Has Been Suspended. So go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I've included a bunch of links to the the website hosting services I'm going to mention in this episode. But yeah, boy, oh boy. You know, I wish Facebook had the decency to send a message about my account being suspended when they did that to my account several years ago. Instead, I just found out the hard way. One morning, I was booted out of the app. I couldn't sign back in. I tried signing into the website on my laptop and the browser. Nothing was working. I was like, man, did I get hacked? What happened? You know, they gave me no warning, never received a message or an email or anything. No explanation. Uh, pretty quickly just realized that my account was suspended. Um, so I shared this story with my premium newsletter subscribers on Monday. This is part of the focus that we have this month. It's all about owning your domain, you know, your, your website domain and controlling your personal or professional website to create, you know, what I like to call your forever online home, but giving you something that is always yours. It's one of the reasons I bought Domains for my children when they were born. I wish I owned my domain. There's a cyber squatter that refuses to give it up and wants to charge me a crazy amount of money to to have my own name. So I, I don't have it. I think it's kind of important. So that day, this was many years ago, I lost access to my Facebook business groups and my pages. So I called one of my moderators and I asked them to message the groups and let them know what had happened that, hey, I was locked out. That's why I wasn't posting every day and engaging with people. So as a side note, it is so important to always have a few people you trust as additional admins and moderators for your online communities. I do this with everything. I do it with Facebook. I do it with Slack. I do it with Mighty Networks. Because you never know. I mean, something could happen. You lose your password. Who knows, right? In this situation where my account was suspended, it was nice to have someone who could go in and say, hey, hey, here's what's happening. That's why Larry's not around. And this was pretty crushing at the time because I just finished kind of a, a business marketing course and had learned all about the power of Facebook groups and building a community there and Facebook pages and advertising on Facebook. You know, that was the hot thing several years ago. I know a lot of people still use them. So I had everything there. 
you know, I'd built everything using their services and now I was locked out. I couldn't even talk to the, my customers or my, the members of my community. It's pretty bad. So I was locked out for about a week before they face, you know, Facebook suddenly reactivated my account. They, again, no explanation. I had tried to contact friends that worked there. They couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I would try every day, just try to log back in. And then one day it worked. And to this day, I still don't know why it happened. Facebook never explained why they suspended my account. Um, if I had to guess, you know, there's probably some really unpleasant person somewhere, a competitor who falsely reported me for something. So Facebook suspended my account while they investigated but I'll never know. I'll never know for sure. So there's absolutely nothing I can do to prevent it from happening in the future. I don't know why it happened, so how can I prevent it? Yeah, that made me pretty upset. And it it revealed a vulnerability I didn't realize I'd had. So that day I vowed to myself, I'm never going to be that vulnerable ever again. And that week was the the week that I created my Slack community that I'm still using right now to this day. That's my preferred community. And I migrated people over as quickly as possible. You know, I said, Hey, this, this is not good. I'm not gonna let this happen again. Uh, and actually a few months ago, I just closed my Facebook groups. I've kind of had it with Facebook, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not gonna keep relying on them. So shut it down. It's all Slack and uh, Mighty Networks. So I've built other communities on Mighty Networks. I have stuff on Discord. I have stuff on Geneva. So what I've basically done is tried to replicate a lot of the community. And then if something happens, I can migrate people pretty quickly. So be up and running you know, within an hour or so. I also distributed my marketing efforts. So I have those all across Twitter and LinkedIn and Quora and Medium and Flipboard and YouTube and Instagram. So if you follow me on those those services, you know I'm pretty active there too. So I do not put all my eggs in any one basket. And I built my mailing list, which I also think is incredibly important to have. That's on Substack. And uh, created a backup list on ConvertKit. So I've linked to all this stuff. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is your count has been suspended. <laughs> Issue three five nine, um, and then became much more serious about my websites, which is what I want to talk about today. So I got those redesigned and launched a few more. So I have much more robust and full featured websites that are based on uh, open source software, and it's on domains that I own. I own those domains. I don't let my hosting service own the domain. So I own it myself. And that's my current strategy. So my website and my mailing list are entirely under my control. And it's all portable. You know, I can take a mailing list with me anywhere. I have backups for my website. I can migrate to a new platform whenever I want. And of course, I still use all the various online services and social media and publishing sites, but they're just channels. They're just tools. It's just ways to reach my audience. None of them are my home. Now, you might be listening to this 
and thinking, I'm not a business owner. Why would I care? I don't need a website. I don't need to worry about this. But I think the world has completely changed. Um, Some of it's been slow and sure. You know, we are an online world. Everything we do is online. Your presence, your professional presence is online. How you find jobs, how people find you, how you feature the work that you do, you know, essentially building a portfolio and showcasing your expertise. Unless you work completely offline in the physical world and take cash and don't care if anyone discovers your presence, (laughs) you need to be online. And I think it's really important for any professional to have a personal or slash professional website that is all about you and all for you. It doesn't have to be a lot. I'm going to talk about that. So if you're listening, this isn't just for business owners. This is for any professional that cares about their career and realizes that the world has moved increasingly online, more so in the last couple of years. We're all working remotely. We're all connecting with people around the world. You have to have a place that's your home that you exist. And it's important to never have a single point of failure. It's the same thing every smart business does. All the online businesses have multiple failovers and redundant systems. You do not want to have a single point of failure like I did with Facebook. You don't want to have some kind of risky dependency on a single company. So I will never make my primary you know, home on the internet on some service that leaves me vulnerable. And you shouldn't either. You have to own your domain and control your website. I mean, you never want to build your home on someone else's land, right? <laughs> that is a shaky foundation. You never want to put all your eggs in one basket, you know, especially if someone like Facebook owns the basket. Um, so do you have a website already? If you do, Feel free to share a link to it. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com to this article, give you a little bit of SEO love. I'd love to check it out. Most importantly, do you own that domain? Is it yours? So you can take that domain and you can change your hosting provider quite easily. You can put your website anywhere. Or have you locked it all into something like GoDaddy? Um, Do you have total control? So do you have total control over that site? You can make updates anytime you want. You can redesign it. You can migrate it. Or does someone else have control? And that sometimes happens with people who design your website. You know, they're an intermediary between you and your site and your content. And that's a, that's a bit of a vulnerability if you don't know how to do that or you don't have access to do it. So I hope you have control. So why does this all matter? Well, as I mentioned to my premium subscribers earlier this week, you know, having your own website is very, very, very different than using some cookie cutter profile page like your profile on LinkedIn or microblogging on a service like Twitter. There's only so much flexibility and customization you can do. There's only so many things you can share there. Some of the stuff isn't allowed by the terms of service. And you have millions of other people on the platform that are also screaming into the feed and and competing with everything you do. When you have your own website, you have complete freedom and flexibility to do exactly what you want with it. Your website is all about you. 
100% about you, nothing but you. So no one else will be competing for a visitor's attention when they're on your site. Not true on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Anytime someone's reading your post or your tweet or looking at your profile, they got notifications going off, they have messages coming in, they're seeing something from you in the feed, it quickly is scrolling by and someone else is getting their attention. You're constantly fighting for attention and trying to have a chance to talk about who you are. And it's so hard when there are a million other things competing for a visitor's attention. As I mentioned, you do have more control over the design. You can do whatever you want with it. You cannot completely modify your LinkedIn profile. There's not that much customization you can do. You can use your website to showcase your work. You can put a portfolio up there of designs, photographs, whatever. You can write the stories you want to share, the articles you want exactly the way you want them to. And with your website, it's, it's completely dynamic. You can change it as much as you want. I've changed my website so many times over the past, how many years? I don't know, 13 years. And I've had another website longer than that. And you have, I'll say almost, unlimited control of what you put on your website. You can't put illegal stuff up there. Most hosting providers, unless you want to put it on your own hardware, are going to have some say over what you put up there. You can't put illegal stuff, and you shouldn't be doing that anyway. And if you follow good SEO practices, search engine optimization, it's going to make you easier to find. So when someone searches for your name, your website's going to come up. They're going to find you. Where else are they going to find you? You know, maybe you'll come up with your LinkedIn profile or Twitter. Maybe. Depends on how active you are. And when they find you, it, you control the experience of what they see when they do find you. So the landing page, you get to design that. An interesting one, I always talk about Creating side hustles, additional income streams, you know, building your own business. When you have your own website, you can generate income. And you can generate it however you want. You can put ads on it. You can do affiliate links. You can have paid content. You can do services, whatever, right? Can't do that other places. I can't even do that with my newsletter. I can't put affiliate links in my newsletter. I can't put ads in my medium stories. <laughs> So they limit the income you can generate, but your own website you can do what you want. An interesting thing is to think of this as a, re a repository or a forever home for all the content you create. So the articles you write, stories, the art you create, your photography, design work, music you produce, you know, samples of your code. I know you have stuff on GitHub too, probably. But a lot of people put this on a service and don't have it backed up and don't have it on their own website. So A, they're not getting any of that SEO love. So they're providing all this content to the platform and the con the platform benefits, you know, kind of like Medium. Medium gets all the benefits of millions of people writing their, their stories. But also if something goes wrong and things do go wrong, you know, something goes wrong and they get hacked or they have some corrupted data. They lose something. Now all of your stuff is gone. Or if they go down, which happens, 
people can't access your portfolio. So you're trying to do an interview and you're like, check out my portfolio. And they're like, uh, I'm getting an error, something wrong. Nice to have backups. You can say, oh, just go to my website then. You can also feature your testimonials, which I think are incredibly important. I've talked about this. If you're not getting recommendations and testimonials on LinkedIn, you're really making a big mistake because a lot of people look the same. A lot of people claim that they're brilliant and have done great work. And when there are zero recommendations and testimonials, then where's the proof? Anyone can say anything about themselves. But with a verified profile on LinkedIn, when someone says, yeah, they're a really great designer. This person's the best engineer I worked with. This person was an amazing manager. That carries a ton of weight. You should be getting recommendations and, and having those testimonials on LinkedIn. But don't let them only be on LinkedIn. Again, the SEO love. Again, having a backup. I've duplicated all of my LinkedIn testimonials and put them on my website. So now I can send a link to that because it's kind of hard for people to get to it on LinkedIn. Like, oh, go check out my testimonials. Go to my profile page. Scroll, 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 scroll down. Do you see it? No, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So I have a testimonial page on my website and I can send a link. And then of course, we're all very active all over the internet, all over the web and all these apps that we have on our phone. And you probably have profiles on Twitter, Discord, LinkedIn, Reddit, TikTok, GitHub, Dribble, Medium, Substack, Quora, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can create kind of a, a massive profile page. It's like, here is everything about me and here are all the places I exist on the internet if you want to go follow me there. So now you've got links to all those profiles. It's a great way to kind of have them handy to copy paste when people want it too. So, I mean, the way you should think about this is your website is your permanent online home that no one can take away from you. They can't shut it down. You don't get banned. You don't get it suspended. Whatever can, you know, we've seen it happen. We've seen Twitter accounts get suspended with millions of followers I follow people on Instagram who got suspended and lost everything. I know someone who lost their Gmail account, lost all of their email. They couldn't even get into it and never got it back. You want a permanent online home that you control that no one can take away from you. And we all know companies and services come and go, right? How many of you had Friendster profiles? How many of you are on MySpace? Uh, stuff comes and goes. Even if nothing bad happens, the, the services just end. The company goes bankrupt. They get acquired and shut it down. But when you own your domain, the domain is forever. It's not tied to a single company. And you get to control what goes on the website. And I know if you've looked into this, there are a bewildering number of choices available for creating a website and for hosting it. I mean, you could code it yourself. If you have those capabilities, you could host it on your own server. Even if you want to spin up the hardware, if you have those skills, I used to do that a long time ago, back in uh, 1998. I did that for a long time. I had a basic HTML site with some JavaScript. You know, I had a contact form and I had pages that featured my design services 
you know, my client list. I had a way to showcase my portfolio. I included a screenshot of that in the uh, <laughs> article. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. Um, but if you don't feel like dealing with all that and all the stuff that goes into operationally managing it, hosting it, there are dozens of services available and there are probably hundreds of services for creating a website, but you know, you just don't have time to try them all. So you have to, you have to think about what you want and you have to consider the options available to you. And it can be stuff that's very, very simple all the way up to super complex things that are very constrained, you know, a few options kind of off the shelf stuff and then stuff that's extremely flexible could be anything you want. There are free options. I'm going to share some of those. And there are things that are pretty pricey. So if you are thinking about a little more complicated website and you want to run a business on it, you know, it can cost some money. If you already have a website up and running, I'm sure many of you do, this is the time to kind of review that decision. I know sometimes we let our websites run and don't look at them for months or years. (laughs) But think about it and make sure you're still happy with it. You know, is it doing what you need? Is it solving the problem you're trying to solve? Is it serving its purpose? Or are you a little bit frustrated with it? Um, you know, kind of the simplified stack of what I use. So I've, I use Google domains for my domain. So that's how I manage that. And I know there are things like Namecheap and some cheaper ones available. You know, I don't know. I use some of those and it's just like Google's not going anywhere and it's not that bad. It's actually more affordable than what I was paying for network solutions. So I'm happy with it and I trust Google a little bit. Uh, I use Cloudflare. So that provides a layer between the domain and my um, hosting service. So that gives me some caching, much better performance. It provides some security Makes it easier to manage DNS settings. If you're familiar with that, it can be a pain in the butt. Uh, And I use WordPress. I have a lot of reasons for that, but I use WordPress, love it or hate it. It is still going and so many millions and millions of websites are on WordPress. And then I use Flywheel for my hosting. Um, Not the cheapest. I've used so many over the years that have let me down. Oh my gosh. I used to get hacked all the time. Um, Flywheel is great for performance and some better security again. So Cloudflare and Flywheel will help with the security problems. But there are tons of other options too. And I linked all these in the article online. Go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. Blogger, believe it or not, is still around. It was acquired by Google in 2003 and it's free. You can use Blogger for free. It's basic, but it works. WordPress.com is free. So if you want to have it, Essentially on their domain, it's free. You can set up a WordPress site there. I mean, that's a good way to kind of learn WordPress. Uh, WordPress.org is where you get the open source software. Um, But you'll need a hosting service for that. So some people download uh, the files that they need and then put them on the host. A lot of hosting services like Flywheel, which you can get started for like $13 a month, um, already have it. So it's kind of a one-click install. You just say, I need a new WordPress site. Boom. And they, they build it and you can design it before you even make it public and spin it up and test it and then point your domain at it. And there are other hosting providers too. I link to those. Uh, about.me, just a basic one-page site builder. 
super easy, basic. It's free, but you can upgrade to get more features for like seven bucks a month. Weebly is another website builder. There's a free version and you can upgrade to get more features, you know, six bucks to 26 a month. Squarespace is pretty popular now. A lot of people using it for online e-commerce. Um, becoming pretty full featured, still less customization than you can do with WordPress. It's not open source, obviously. Um, I think you can get started for like 14 a month, but then if you want to add more features and analytics and the e-commerce features, it's going to go up to like 23 to 49 a month. Wix is very similar to Squarespace. They have something they call an AI based automatic website creator. It's not really AI, but it asks tons of questions about what you need. And as you answer it, it helps you design a website that's right for what you said you need. And that's like 14 to $49 a month. If you just want to host like your portfolio, like your design work or artistic work, there's Behance and DeviantArt and Dribbble, you know, pretty limited customization. You can pretty much have a profile page and then your portfolio. Um, there's a newish one called Ghost, which is interesting. It's kind of an alternative to WordPress. They have an open source version you can use for free if you host it somewhere. But they also provide a hosted service for like I think nine to up to two hundred a month. But you can build a whole business on it, and they support newsletters too. And then I use uh, Substack. So there are services that they're becoming more full featured and a lot richer. And the customization that they're adding for the landing page and additional pages and all the tweaks you can make to the colors and fonts and all that stuff, it starts to look a lot like a website builder. So I have Substack, which I use for my newsletter. Medium's allowing some of this, especially if you have a publication. So if you create a publication on Medium, you can do a lot of customization and, and create a kind of a mini site. Patreon is doing this. Gumroad is doing this. And those all have integrated um, e-commerce and sales features to make money. So do your research. There's probably others you could explore as well. If you know of something that's new and cool that I should hear about, I'd love if you'd leave a comment on the newsletter article. Um, but the, the thing I want to have you keep in mind is choose something that you think is dependable and reliable. It's going to be around a while. I get nervous about trying brand new services. It's because I've been around so long. I, I have watched so many wonderful, amazing services and applications and online tools spring up and everybody jumps on it. And then in a couple of years, it's gone. They go out of business or they get acquired and shut down. The big players, Google in particular, love to acquire cool online services and tools, integrate them, kill them, shut them down. And now it's gone. Um, so I like stuff that is going to be around a while. I love stuff that is open source for that reason, because it's not owned by some corporation that might decide it's not making enough of a profit. Um, you know, I created my first WordPress site around 2003 and it was, it was a messy, confusing experience. It's so much better now. And they provide a dynamic builder. I use Beaver Builder, which makes it really easy to kind of drag and drop and build a, a beautiful site. I explored Posterous. That was supposed to be the hot new platform, right? That started in 2008. 
it was doing really cool stuff with social media and analytics. And you could just use your mobile phone to email something to your blog and it would create a post, you know, a, a text post, a photo post, a video post. Uh, you could even manage the comments using email. Amazing, right? I built a poster site and I was thinking about using it. Got acquired by Twitter in 2012 and they shut it down in 2013. So, yay, dead. There are so many CMS systems out there. So content management systems. And if you're going to be making updates a lot, like blogging and writing articles and sharing stuff, you want something that's got a CMS at the heart of it. There's movable type. I remember I looked at that way too expensive. Tumblr was an easy one, but it didn't have really deep customization and it got acquired and kind of ruined. As I said, posterous, but yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. Uh, and then WordPress. You know, the thing with WordPress is um, it's been around so long and there's such a large community of open source developer, developers that work with it that you can do almost anything with it. There are full-blown e-commerce sites built on WordPress. You can do shopping, you can make payments, all kinds of stuff. It does have a bit of a steep learning curve. It's not the simplest, but I like that I can completely own where I install it and I can do whatever I want with it. And it's open source. Um, Matt Mullenweg is the uh, founder. He's super committed to open source. It's, it's core to his philosophy. He's not going to sell out. He's built a profitable parent company that's automatic. So they're making money, a lot of money. They're doing well. He's passionate about open source. I Hopefully it's not going anywhere. I've been using it for a really long time. So I know it's a tough decision, but it is a decision that you need to make. And I think everyone needs a website that's under their control. And as I said, if you want to go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, share a link to your website, I'd love to see it. We can give it a little bit of SEL love too. Good luck with your decision. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.